This is Austin Pace with BYU-Idaho Radio, and I'm joined today with Republican House Representative Josh Wheeler from District 35. Representative Wheeler is an electrical contractor and currently works on the Health and Welfare Committee. Wheeler pursued a degree in construction management at Brigham Young University and received an MBA from Idaho State University online. Thanks for joining me, Representative. Thanks for having me, Austin. It's a good day to be chatting. Awesome. So what are your thoughts on the legislative session so far? What things have gone well, and what are some things you would like to see change? Well, uh, my thoughts are we are really starting to see uh, legislation move. Uh, we're starting to have some uh, really interesting conversations. I, you know, in terms of what I see change, I think uh, people have probably seen some of this coverage in the news, but there's been uh, an update to the way that we handle our Joint Finance and Appropriations Committee business, which that's the committee that turns out our budgets, which, you know, constitutionally is really the reason that we're all here in Boise is to make sure that the state has the proper balanced budgets to get its business done. And so uh, I'd like to see that uh, new process sort of get ironed out so that we can start to see our budgets and start to move forward. And, and I think we're moving in that direction this morning. We actually did um, hear read right across the desk uh, the first of a few budgets, but, you know, we have over 100 budgets that we need to get through before uh, before the session ends, and we're trying to do that by the end of March. So, uh, but again, I've seen some great things. I'm in that you mentioned the Health and Welfare Committee. I'm also in the Commerce and HR Committee, and I'm a member of the Energy, Environment, and Technology Committee. And so uh, we've had some real interesting legislation come to those committees already, and uh, I, I can speak to some of that. But those are some of the things I think that are going good and that could uh, be improved. Later this week, the Idaho State Affairs Committee voted to advance House Bill 415, which would allow staff, including teachers and bus drivers and volunteers, to carry guns on public school premises, provided they have an exa- enhanced concealed weapons permit. And earlier today, um, the IEA sent a letter to the Idaho State Senate uh, addressing their concerns on the bill. So could you give me your thoughts on that and what effect you believe it's going to have on the community? Yeah, awesome. I think that's a great question. You know, one of the things that I think is really important that we get to see, um, you know, partly because of that bill, is we get to see our legislative process at work and really see some of its strengths. I think there was some uh, excellent debate that was held on the House floor about that bill yesterday. And now we see it go to the Senate and people have uh, more opportunities to express, you know, what they think is good about the bill, what they what, what their concerns about the bill may be. And we'll see the Senate through their process uh, likely be able to address some of those concerns. Uh, you know, that I think that bill uh, is an interesting one. In my legislative district, I have school districts that already have uh, adopted a policy to have uh, teachers be able to carry in their schools and and they've made that choice and so i I think if we get that bill right it will support our school districts who are wanting to make that choice who see that as as a the right solution but to get it just right will also be supporting districts that prefer to have a solution like a school resource officer or or armed security guards or something along those lines. But it's an important conversation for us in the state of Idaho to have. And that's what we see through the process uh, with, with that bill. So you said if we get the bill right. So what needs to be changed for it to be right? What what needs to happen for the bill to be changed or to be, I guess I'm going to say changed or rewritten so that the bill is worded correctly and has the proper effect? 
Sure. Yeah. I mean, and when I say get it right, you know what I mean, you know, getting through the process in both houses and getting the governor's uh, either signature or veto on it. You know, um, I think that's really what I mean by get it right. But uh, some of the concerns I heard addressed yesterday in the House debate uh, was really this question of the local control and making sure that our local school districts can, um, you know, supplement training, you know, for those individuals who choose to be uh, concealed carriers in their facilities. Uh, I think those are a couple of the the main points that we just need to fine tune as it goes through the legislative process. So I'd also like to talk a little bit about House Bill 381. Uh, that relates to preborn children. The bill is meant to revise the terminology on current, current terms with relation to preborn children. So could you tell me a little bit about House Bill 381 and what you believe the intention of the bill is and what effect it would have on the citizens of Idaho? Yeah, Austin, I think, uh, again, my understanding with that bill is, um, you know, the sponsor has uh, taken that back and uh, is either reworking it or maybe even choosing not to move forward with it. But I think, uh, you know, as that bill got a print hearing out of the House State Affairs Committee, um, I think some of our medical professionals, some members of our community came forward and, you know, really pointed out some concerns where uh, a, a change in the language that drastic would, uh, you know, potentially compromise our ability to deliver an appropriate standard of care um, to our uh, mothers and, and uh, you know, children in the state of Idaho. And so that, that's, I can't really speak to the intent, you know, I'm, I'm not the sponsor of that bill and, and haven't really been involved in it, but but I see that, again, the, the community's response, hearing from our medical providers, uh, their voice has been heard. And so um, for the moment, uh, you know, I think that that bill has been sort of halted. And again, part of the process, it's important, important that we are able to have that kind of input and feedback. So it seems like there, there's a general, general idea of definitions to words. Tomorrow, there's going to be a hearing about a bill that will redefine the definitions of sex and gender. What's going on with these definitions? I guess, what's the push to try to change these definitions? And what is the government trying to do to get these definitions right? Yeah, you know, Austin, I think just as we see, um, you know, as our communities grow, um, just as we see the English language itself do, and and the reason that it's important that we have a citizen legislature, the reason that it's important that we have an engaged citizenry is that, you know, the world is constantly changing. And because of that, sometimes we have to uh, look at law again. We have to look at language again. We have to, uh, you know, make the choice that best supports the will of the people and supports our citizens to, you know, be able to be out there and pursue life, liberty, and happiness, uh, just like uh, we expect from our Constitution. And so I I think that's, again, I I won't speak to the intent uh, of that type of legislation, but but it is important that we're always looking at our laws, that we're always looking at our language, that we're, you know, that we're making sure that we uh, support the the growth uh, of our communities in, in every way, whether it's, you know, new school facilities or whether it's uh, making sure that we ha- have the language of our law appropriate to support them in their in their flourishing in Idaho. So on to the next topic, 
On January 30th, Idaho 4th District Court Judge Scott dismissed Attorney General Raul Labrador's lawsuit against the Idaho State Board of Education. So could you tell me a little bit more about Attorney General Labrador's initial lawsuit and your thoughts on the dismissal of the lawsuit? Yeah, uh, I guess that's a great two-part question. You know, I would say that uh, my thoughts on that initial lawsuit, one of the things that's, I think, very important in, um, you know, in our democratic republic is uh, is transparency, government transparency specifically, right? It's That's why we have open meeting laws. It's why we have, you know, the ability to make public records requests. It's why we try to make sure that our elected officials um, are held accountable especially every couple of years at the at the polling booth, right? But uh, I think it was really important that we make sure that the transaction that was happening there with the University of Idaho and the purchase of, of the University of Phoenix, that it was done with appropriate levels of transparency and, um, and that it's for the best of, you know, the Idaho taxpayer and, and the students of Idaho, et cetera. And so I think that was... Obviously, the the impetus behind that initial suit, um, and and frankly, uh, the second part of your question there is how I feel about the dismissal. I, that's our process playing out. I'm I'm supportive of of the decision that's been made by the court there, and um, I, I think it just gives um, really more credence to the deal that's been made there by the University of Idaho, and so hopefully that means they can move forward and and be able to provide more and better opportunities to students all around the state. Um, Yeah, I think that's what I would say about that, Austin. So what are some things you're looking forward to for week five of the legislative session? Yeah, well, I just have a bill myself that um, has been read across the floor. And so uh, next week, I anticipate being able to present it on the floor. I'm working on that with uh, Representative Wendy Horman. And that is a bill that uh, directs our state agencies to focus on skills-based hiring um, for their jobs rather than using uh, a four-year degree as sort of an arbitrary screening tool. And so uh, I'm I'm pretty enthusiastic about that bill. I think it means that we will see more opportunities or or what I should say is we will see a wider hiring pool for things like uh, IT jobs, administrative administrative jobs, and then, of course, any of our career technical jobs that we need in our state agencies, whether it's a, a mechanic, a, a electrical or building inspector, or engineering technician, you know, those are the kind of jobs that there are a lot of citizens of Idaho who have the skills, and maybe it's just the cert- certifications or uh, apprenticeship history to take on those jobs. And sometimes uh, in the past, they have really been cut out of that hiring pool by a, an arbitrary degree requirement. So I, I'm excited to see that one come to the floor next week. I myself, I'm also working on a bill to uh, provide a path for internationally trained physicians who have uh, immigrated legally to the United States and want to practice in Idaho. Uh, we're going to cre- try to create a provisional three-year license for them to be able to practice under the supervision of an Idaho physician. And uh, that's one more way that I think we will find to be able to fill some of our uh, the gaps in our physician populace here in Idaho. And uh, pretty excited to see that hopefully be introduced next week. Um, I will say... Um, uh, one bill I want to mention, you know, I'm on the Health and Welfare Committee, and we had a really robust uh, discussion and series of testimony today on House Bill 419, which dealt with the Medicaid expansion. 
And um, that bill's uh, for now being held in committee, which sometimes means it needs a little more work or sometimes means it probably just should be shelved permanently. But I, I was very appreciative to see the number of citizens who uh, showed up to express their thoughts on that bill. And again, it's great to see the process at work. It's great to see people engaged um, in that way. That was Republican House Representative Josh Wheeler from District 35. Thanks again for joining me, Representative. My pleasure, Austin, and uh, keep up the great work.